I am continuing in a series of Thursday homilies on the Beatitudes. Hear the word of the Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, as we place our lives in front of your word, we ask that by the Spirit you will come to us, name us, give us your peace, that we might be renewed in our calling to make peace. We ask this in the name of Christ the Savior. Amen. These Beatitudes depict for us the character of Christ, which becomes our character when we commit ourselves to living by grace and receiving his righteousness. Today we come to, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. To be pure means to be un adulterated, unmixed. Soren Kierkegaard wrote an entire book under the title, To Be Pure of Heart Means to Will One Thing. Blessed are those whose hearts will one thing. Well, I guess that's a blessing, but I wouldn't know. My heart wills so many things, and many of them are in conflict with each other. Some days it feels like in my heart there's like a bad committee meeting going on, and <laughs> everyone's trying to hijack the agenda. Pick me, pick me, pick me. There's work, there's family, there's health, there's the things I gotta do, there's the stuff I wanna do. How do I make my heart will one thing. Well, as we discovered earlier in the Beatitudes, it is only by confessing our spiritual poverty that we receive the righteousness of Christ, that we are made right. So to be pure of heart does not mean to live without sin. It means to seek the grace of a saving Christ in every aspect of our life. To make Jesus the savior of it all, that's what we will. But even this is a challenge because to call Christ the savior of it all means we have to give up backup plans, just in case plans. We're happy to call ourselves a disciple, but we've all got something up our sleeve. 
case this Jesus thing doesn't really work out. We're gifted people, we're talented, we've got hard work. But to be pure of heart is to, to know the blessing of not having anything up your sleeve. Blessed are those who have given up plan B. Blessed are those who are so committed to the call of following Christ that they're no longer telling themselves that they're young enough to do something else if this doesn't work out. Sometimes when I hear pastors or seminarians describe their call, they'll say something like, before I was called to the ministry, I was headed for a successful career in business. You don't know that. <laughs> it, it could have been that Jesus saved you from a life of failure by calling you to the ministry. <laughs> Blessed are those who are counting on the grace of God, who, who are willfully determined to live by the grace of God in every aspect of their life, including their future. For they see God. And the reason they can see God is they're no longer in their own way. Now as we've made our way through the Beatitudes up to this point, it's mostly been about the agency of Jesus Christ in our lives. Now as we come to the next Beatitude, it begins to describe our own agency and calling. Those of you who've been tracking with me through these homilies may have been thinking, grace, 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 got it. What am I supposed to do? Well, here you go. <laughs> Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The most important thing about peacemaking is to never confuse it with peace-loving or being a fan of peace, or thinking peace is probably a good idea. Blessed are the peacemakers. If we have authentically learned to live by the grace of Christ and have taken on his righteousness and have been made by the Spirit, the heir of God, the joint heir with Christ, to be authentically a Christian, if we have taken on his life, then we've also taken on his mission. And among those is peacemaking. Now this is a risky calling. And one of the greatest risks is that you will have to give up your certainty that you are always right. Because it is always the clash of right positions and those who are so fearful of those who disagree with them that leads to the conflict. My favorite Christmas movie is Joie Noel. It depicts a true story that unfolded on the battlefield one Christmas Eve in World War I. The French troops were dug into their trench. Alongside them, the Scottish troops were dug into their trench. 
They were fighting the Germans 50 yards away who were dug into their trench. They had been engaged in a bloody battle all day. But during a ceasefire on Christmas Eve, one disillusioned German soldier began to sing Silent Night. And the tender power of that carol pierced the hearts of all of the soldiers. When he was done, all of the soldiers applauded. Then a Scottish bagpiper began playing O Come All Ye Faithful. And soon, everyone was singing along in their own language. Before the hymn was done, they laid down their weapons, climbed out of their trenches, and approached each other for an evening together to celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace. The world is still deeply entrenched. It's still us versus the them who makes us afraid. Sometimes we poke our head out of our trench, but usually only long enough to take a shot at someone else. The church is also entrenched. And it's tempting to build trenches here in our seminary community. But we, we don't have to settle for that. Anytime we're ready, we can respond to Christ's invitation to lay down our weapons, to climb out of our trench with those who agree with us or who are like us, and let Christ introduce us to others who have a different story, maybe even to others who have hurt us, potentially even someone who you would think is an enemy. But you can't make peace while you're still in your trench. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will become the children of God. They're called the children of God. They'll be known as the children of God. And whenever you're ready, the Spirit is willing to introduce you to the other children that God also has who are maybe just 50 yards away. This does not mean that you have to give up your convictions, your sense of right and wrong, your, your convictions about the truth or justice. But it does mean you have to realize that Christ will impart to you other convictions that he has. Convictions like compassion and reconciliation. It is only when we are face to face that we can resolve conflicts we can celebrate diversity. We can forgive and be forgiven. But again, first, we've got to get out of the trenches. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.